Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hey everyone, Tyler here, local field agronomist with A Better Way to Farm. We're continuing our customer spotlight series, and so today we're chatting with Sam Reimer from Western PA. We wanted to contact Sam he's, because he's been on board about two years now and seen some success with his corn last year, and this year has seen a tremendous boost in yield on his soybeans, just kind of changing the way uh, he thinks about you know raising, raising those crops. So, Sam, thank you very much for being on board today and chatting with us. So why don't you just go ahead and, and dive right in? I, I told my new hall dealer yesterday, I said, I have never got beans that look like these. And yep. he said, well, what are you doing different? So I told him. And I've had, you've probably seen that on a couple of my posters, a guy by the name of Lance Nemo that's, that's liked a few things or commented a couple times. Sure. Lance is a pretty good-sized farmer out in the Newcastle area, which is, you know, about 45 minutes from me. He's an ex-football player. He was, he was in the NFL. Oh, yes, you've told me about Lance before. Yeah, I've never personally met the guy. The, my brother has talked to him a little bit. Him and I got to be on Facebook friends there a little bit because I have a New Holland combine and he has two of them. And he said us New Holland guys got to stick together. We're in the minorities. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, but uh, I'd like to meet that guy someday. I just haven't haven't run into him in the right circle, I guess. But. He's in the co-op out there. I know that, you know. But he's also likes to make money too. So, <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing, man. Even I started out in the co-op, you know. So, you you learn some mostly wrong things. Well, the thing of but... it is, is we, we sort of, we've all started there, really. I mean, not not just because we worked there or, or you worked there, or right. whatever. But the problem that I ran into, and it was just pretty much a stroke of luck that I run into even talking to Rod yeah. the little bit that I did because if it wasn't for just the right thing popping up on Facebook, this would have never happened. Right. Or at least it would have taken longer. But I could not get the answers that I was looking. And no matter how I worded the question and who I talked to or who you wanted to drop kick across the floor at the co-op, <laughs> I could not get the answer. Right. And, uh, even Penn State, the, the Penn State rep around here, we, we had soil tests. Alvatore, you met him. He's in yep. Saxonburg. Him yep. and I were talking about our micronutrient levels and how we're going to fix them, right? This was probably five years ago. So he gets his soil test back, and he calls this person at the Penn State. And the girl, she's a nice girl, but I guess she doesn't know everything or whatever. She tells him, Penn State does not see any benefit to applying micronutrients. And don't even bother trying to fix them because it's a waste of money. <laughs> right. And, and Al got off the phone with her and called me, and he says, you will not believe what this girl just told me. She said, I had to get, he said, I'm going to have to call up to Penn State itself and ask somebody up there. And he got the same answer up there. Yeah, I think the reason was is because even they knew they didn't have the right way to do it, or, or they just it wasn't making them money. 
<laughs> well, and the biggest problem that we run into with university studies is that, unfortunately, they have to have grants or they have to have money from somebody. And if you're going to say that doesn't skew your results, I don't believe you. You, you are always going to have a little bit of bias if, if somebody is paying you a lot of money to do yield checks or to do some research for them. But even if you could pull that away and and say, nope, I'm 100% unbiased, you know, yeah, they gave me, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, I'm still, I'm still going to do this and be as fair as possible. Well, you know this now after being on board for a few years, and I know this, uh, for working with the Conklin Company and, and the things that we do and the things that we teach at A Better Way to Farm, that there aren't very many products out there that are the right products. And and certainly that product isn't being placed at the right spot or at the right time or at the right rate. So they get a lot of these things. Oh, there's no point in trying to fix micros because, you know, they're throwing... Like copper, we we always make the joke about an old penny, right? That's made out of copper. Yeah. Well, you can throw that penny out in that field, and I guarantee you, it's not going to benefit the crop at all with that extra copper that's out there. It's, it's got to be in the right form, and right. and I, I, that's probably what they're suffering from too. Is is a little bit of that? Well, and that's see, that's what we were talking about, and I and I explained to Al because Al doesn't. We were setting. Al and I, and there's a new state agronomist floating around our area, and he loves his soybeans. He's, he's doing some trial work with a farm that's about five minutes down the road from me. And we were sitting at Al's talking about things, and I said something to him, and I'm not going to get it right, but we were talking about nutrients and not being able to get them in the plant. Right. And he's, because Al said, Al can't understand why my bean yields were so bad and his were okay. Sure. This is how we got there. Yep. I told I told Al, I said, I feel the reason that your yields are where you are is because you have fed your plants correctly for enough years that your nutrients are in your organic matter that's in the soil. Yep. Absolutely. The college kid sat back in his chair and he said, what did you just say? <laughs> this guy's up there, you know, he's a Penn State Extension guy now, whatever. What did you just say? I told, I repeated myself. <laughs> he don't understand that. I said, the reason my soils are the way they have been is because 90% of what I farm has been rented to guys that don't give a crap. Yep. And they just put on what they want, take off what they get, and that's it. Yep. You know, if you look at Al's soil tests, Al's soil tests are pretty good, but he's lacking in the micronutrient department. And that's where I've been trying to talk him into a little bit. You know, hey, you know, you've got a liquid system on your planter. Let's use it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. You know. So, and he does use Midwest Labs. He used to send all his stuff to Penn State, but he, uh, since we've been talking, he switched out there. And I think he's happier sending them out there. Yep. Awesome. But, uh, he's, he's recognizing his problems, and he's like, okay, now now what do we do with some of this? Right. So I just thought that was interesting that, that the, the guy that just, I mean, he's out of college, I think, two years now. And and I told him just what I said. That your, your 
nutrients are in your organic matter that's coming free and you're able to do that. I don't have that option because I haven't farmed this ground long enough for that. Right. And then having spent my time with the co-op and getting all the wrong advice didn't help either. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So, so when you talk about the right advice, I'm, I'm going to turn this around on you. So when you talk about the right advice, you've been on board for what, a little over a year? It's, been two, it's probably been almost two years, hasn't it? Uh, it'd be two years in January. Yep, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I uh, I was in Indianapolis at a pro ag when I got your information and I, I contacted you while I was at that pro ag. And uh, yeah, yeah, we got you on board and, and got you rocking and rolling. So that first year... So two years ago, two crops ago, you started with your corn. So why don't you, why don't you go back and refresh my memory and and talk a little bit about the well, corn, and then I want the, you to talk on about the your corn. Soybeans. As far as the corn goes, I used to do the do the dry program. We used the twenty eight thirteen thirteen mix that yep. everybody around me used. Yep. We played around with some agrotain and some Nutrisphere, and Nutrisphere one year helped us, and another year it didn't, and. I, I only had a little four-row planter when I was running that dry, and I, the, the years dry, coming after, we bought a six-row, and it was pretty much a junker, so we were rebuilding the thing, and I switched it over to liquid. Yep. I was watching the Ag GED program <laughs> and listening to them talk about their liquid and agriculture liquid fertilizers, and we started using some of theirs, and, you know, they, they bragged that, you know, you you can use everything of theirs and you do everything you need in one year through the planter pass. And quickly learned that that was BS because <laughs> the first year that I used their liquid program, the corn did good. The second year we had a test plot out and when the corn got the knee high, we started seeing purple, purple and yellow leaves in the corn. Uh, whoops. <laughs> and I called Benji with Conover, which was the rep for the area. He still is. And said, hey, you know, you said this and what's going on here? Well, go take a soil test and a plant tissue test. So we did that and combat that it was low on phosphorus, low on potassium. And I said, well, you tell me that this prescription is supposed to have everything I need. And the, the commercials that they were playing on the TV changed pretty quick after that and said, as long as your soils are not excessively deficient. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so all we did was any gains that we had had, we lost when we tried their product. Right. So and we were in the beginning. I mean, I've never been high yield on corn by anybody else's standards, but we had a 125 farm average. Yep, yep. And that was pretty much, you know, what other guys are around here. Yep. In the past 10 years, going through the, the co-op has this and the co-op has that, and agro has this and whatever, we took that 125 and turned it into a 92. <laughs> yep. That was profitable. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so the first year on after pro ag, I come back through the whole program out of anything that I ever really tried. Yep. And uh, switched into the first farm. We put the whole program on, and the, and the rest of the farm we 
we kind of picked through what we had available because money was tight and we just couldn't quite afford the products we should have used. Right, right. For all the whole farm. But I found a, this Todd Shear up here had a plant and we could mix up something similar, not exact, but similar. Yep. And uh, we ran that on the rest of the acres and the Conklin corn did do better than theirs did, you know. So last year, we went from a 92 farm average and a 95 farm average prior to drops to 135 farm average. Yeah. <laughs> Last year. So, what, 40 bushel just said. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, so, and then this year, we're seeing the little bit of corn I've shelled, we're seeing some of the same. But uh, we have some more tweaking to do to get things to really go. I. Right now, I'm not getting enough potassium in the plant. I know that, and yep. I've got to get, I've got to get that worked out. Yep. So that's on Robo Planner's list of things to happen for Gen Six, as I'm going to call it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, but it it is nice to know that that yes, when you sit down, you're like, man, you guys are you guys are doing things different, and and yeah, it certainly doesn't come it doesn't come cheap, but uh, it's definitely worth it, isn't it? Well, yeah, and, and see, I think the reason we are where we are currently is we're still lagging in the fact that we need to correct everything that we that's been done wrong. Yep you know, for all these years. And we're, we're starting to see that come around, especially so far in the soybean crafters. That was a great testimonial so far. Why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into those soybeans. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming. <laughs>